Hello, and thank you for listening to Girl Wonder. My name is Joe Rochelle, and I'm just your everyday girl talking about your favorite webtoons. In this episode, we'll discuss the following webtoons, Lore Olympus, Edith, Freaking Romance, and Siren's Lament. This is a special episode because my husband, Josh, is going to join us to discuss a few of the webtoons this week. I wanted to celebrate, you know, 10 podcast episodes, I think is a huge achievement. And this is a fun way for us to do it. So he will be my first guest, my only guest so far. And he'll just discuss a few of the webtoons with us. So in the description box of this podcast, you have the start times for when I talk about each webtoon. There's a short musical interlude between each one. Feel free to skip around, listen to the discussions of the webtoons that you love the most. And before we start, Our top cities that have listened to this podcast the most in the last seven days are Giza, Egypt. They're really holding it down. I mentioned them last week. There's Peddling Jaya, Malaysia, Tel Aviv, Israel, and Santa Ana. I think that's in California in the United States. Um, I love seeing where you guys are from. I think that's so cool that there are a handful of people in Egypt listening to this right now. Thank you guys for listening. All right, let's get into it. First up, Lore Olympus, episode 49. Here's what happened. We start off on campus when we meet this guy named Tori, who's roommates with another guy who posted that article about Persephone, or at least he thinks that's who he's with. And we also find out that Tori is more or less friends with Persephone since he knocks on her door, she answers it, and she says, ready to study? Also, he low-key seems to have a crush on Persephone, so that's something we should look out for in the future. Meanwhile, Hades is in the car with Hecate. Fun fact, I googled it. I googled the pronunciation, and the Greek pronunciation is Ekate, or Hecate, and the Shakespearean pronunciation is Hecate. I'm feeling Shakespeare today, so I'm going to be saying Hecate. Anyway, Hades is in the car with Hecate, and she grills him on his love life. Apparently, Minth put it up that they um, are together on social media. Hecate makes it really clear which ship she's on, though. I mean, at least it's clear to me. She points out the bright pink pocket square that Hades is wearing, which just shows that he's thinking of Persephone. So while they're doing all of this, we see them, you know, enter this dark warehouse where the guy that wrote the article is tied up with a bag over his head. It's hilarious that Hades and Hecate are having this entire conversation about Hades' love life right before and during the interrogation and intimidation of a guy in this dark warehouse. I thought that was hilarious. Also, something to note, Hecate gives Hades an envelope that Persephone addressed to Hecate before they begin to torture the guy. Can I stop for a second and just say that I really like Hecate's advice like to Hades the entire episode. She is so legit. Her whole philosophy is that she doesn't want to interfere too much. Like that's what I think because, you know, she says that Hades is a big boy capable of making big boy choices. And I love that line. It's so funny. Um, hence the name of this podcast episode, Issue 10, Big Boy Choices. <laughs> that comes from Laura Olympus. If you reread and notice, Hecate's MO is to just point out what's obvious and then let Hades have the space to think through his feelings, which I think is the best way to help someone who needs love advice instead of being like, yes, you should stay with Minth because of this reason and this reason, or no, leave Minth, be with Persephone because you obviously have feelings for her. She's not like that. 
she just kind of gives him space to be a big boy. And I think that's I think that's great. I love her character. But back to the recap, they finally get to punishing the guy who is responsible for the article and they get kind of scary. It ends with Hades saying an eye for an eye and reaching for the dude's eyeball. And that's the end of the episode. Um, But now I would love to bring in my husband, Josh, because I wanted to do something special for our 10th um, podcast episode. So I asked him to read Laura Olympus all in one sitting today. And he did. So now we get to talk about it. Hey, Josh, and welcome to the Girl Wonder Podcast. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Such an excited hey. So you read Laura Olympus all in one sitting. How I was did. it? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. I thought it was really pretty. It was beautiful. Yeah. I love how, you know, each character kind of has their own color mm-hmm. palette. Yeah. A lot of the time I feel like, especially when we're watching anime or something, mm-hmm. I'll get confused. It takes me a while to remember who each character is. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a... Helpful. Yeah. Tip good it. little cheat. Did you have like any Greek mythology classes when you were growing up? Because I did. I remember learning about Persephone and learning how to pronounce Persephone. Right. I knew their names. Mm-hmm. I like knew Hades was underworld and mm-hmm. Poseidon was water and that stuff. But I didn't know anything else beyond that. Yeah, I understand. So who's your favorite character in Lore Olympus? My favorite character... Right, I, I I saw in the comments that lots of people liked Hermes and that move where he did go over the hood of the car mm-hmm. was that was one of my favorite moments in the comics. But I like Hades. Me I like too. him. Right, he's he's thoughtful and he's sort of patient and deliberate. I like that. Yeah, I see a lot of myself in Persephone, but mm. I like Hades the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like we get a lot from his point of view, so I've connected with that character. So we're in the warehouse. And we ended chapter 49 with him reaching for his eye. What do you think is going to happen next? What's your I prediction? I think he's going he's gonna to pluck the eye out. He's going to take it out and the guy's going to show up um, at his little apartment with an eye patch on. And the roommate's going to be like, what happened to your eye, man? And that's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> then what, what is he going to say? Like, Hades plucked my eye out? Yeah. I don't know why not. Well, I feel like he could just take the article down <laughs> and then not lose his eye. <laughs> I guess that's true. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like... Hades just wants revenge. Yeah, he was really mad. Right? I mean, because, yeah, Hades is king and all. Mm-hmm. This is his. Respected. Yeah, he needs the respect. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's read some comments from people who commented on the webtoon. Kiani Kiwi said, if he's willing to take this guy's eye for a picture, imagine what he'll do to Apollo. Mm, that's good. I know. I mean, yeah, Apollo should. And what should he do to Apollo? It's hard because... Yeah, it's hard because I want Persephone to be the person who can, you know, get Apollo on her on her own and like That's true. She can That's rip him true. to pieces with her hair or something. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a part of us that wants Hades to do it, you know? Yeah. And it makes sense cuz he is a king and he is powerful. Yeah. No, I think he should just be some sort of honey trap that he and Persephone set up. So he sets up like, "Hey, Apollo, I'm going to like here's whole bunch of money come meet me here and then persephone shows up and she like grows a tree right through him okay he splits into a million pieces i love it and chick 52 commented yes hades the pink handkerchief is totally what gives it away that you like persephone it's not at all the fact that you kidnapped the guy who wrote that article about you and her not at all (laughs) (laughs) wasn't that good it's true it's very true and lisa 1x said hades isn't the big cinnamon roll i thought he once was 
Do you know what a cinnamon roll is? Yeah, it's Persephone. Like, what is a cinnamon um, roll in general? I thought it was just something people made up for Persephone. Oh, no. I mean, it's like sweet and warm mm-hmm. and like curly. She has curly hair. <laughs> that is what a cinnamon roll is <laughs> in general. And mm-hmm. Persephone is a cinnamon roll. But it's like an archetype. It's a type of character that's super innocent and cute. And mm. you're like, don't hurt my precious cinnamon roll. Okay. So did you ever think Hades was a kind of cinnamon roll archetype before? You know, he's he's like more innocent than his brothers, at least. Mm-hmm. But also not. Like Mm-mm. He's got that whole thing with nymphs going on. Yeah, he's an adult. He's a grown man. So he's not... Quite the cinnamon roll. Uh-huh. I wasn't 100% shocked when he was kind of like about to torture a guy. I was like, that makes yeah, sense for him. For sure. He's a man. And I, yeah, I liked, I liked that side showing up. Well, I can't wait for next week's episode. You guys, I'm so excited to talk about Edith, episode one with you. Edith by Swan's Garden has finally been featured. I first started reading this when it got an honorable mention in the last Discover competition, and I fell in love with it. The characters are so real, and I had Josh read episode one as well, so he's here to talk about it with you guys. I'm still here. He never left. He's still sitting here. So... Usually I discuss the most recent episode, but since this is a newly featured webtoon and there are only three episodes available, let's just chat about the first one. And if you haven't read it, go ahead and pause this webtoon, read episode one, and come back. I will wait. Edith, episode one, here's what happened. We open with Edith daydreaming about a Prince Charming and thinking of all the guys she's ever had a crush on. Though she can't really remember all of them, she wakes up a little grumpy and goes on her morning routine, which includes checking social media. And it's funny how that's become such a huge part of our lives, scrolling through other people's lives. (laughs) So Edith feels like everyone sucks, except for her friend Jessica, who, speak of the devil, just invites her to coffee. So they go, and Jessica is the friend that Edith always has to text first. But you can tell she still loves her a lot. You know, we find that Edith is an author, she has a book out, and after coffee, Edith wanted to hang out with Jessica some more, but Jessica had plans with her boyfriend. So Edith tells her, you know, I'm happy for you. But she's not. She's really not. Edith goes home, and she cries a lot about it. You know, she even sees it as an overreaction. She knows it's an insignificant thing. Yeah, her friend can't hang out with her more than 30 minutes. It's not the end of the world. It's not the apocalypse. But still, she's really upset. So then there's a knock on the door. Edith answers, and it's a guy, and his name is Jack. And that was the end of the episode. So Josh read this one, too. What do you think? I I liked it. I thought there were some like moments where I sat back and was like, oh, that's me. I feel seen, right? I <laughs> Which think, parts? Well, the first when we, she's like, I got to go get groceries. And then she says, nah. And she just sits on the couch and looks at her phone uh-huh. for no point at all. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, Looking it, on our phones for no reason at all mm-hmm. is adulthood and teenagehood yep. and childhood yep. <laughs> nowadays. I, I, Why am I scrolling through mm-hmm. these people's lives? And the comments she's thinking aren't exactly positive and helping her in her life. Mm-mm. And then the whole thing where she is always the first to text her friend. Mm. And it's like, it's not even like the stakes are high, but you're just tired of always being the first one. You know, yeah, I, I, I definitely do that with my friends. I'm like, uh, I want to share this funny thing with you, 
but not, not today. All right, I want to share this funny thing with you, but I'm looking at it, and I'm the only one who's been texting you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is back to back to right? back blue on my iPhone, just me. Right. As I as we talk about it, though, I, I my friend had texted me a few times today, and I didn't text him back. So, <laughs> okay. so you goes, you were Edith's friend. Right? Yeah, it goes you, both ways. It does go both ways. Of course, we're all guilty of it. So the comments, Amira Ayub said, I agree with people saying that Edith's personality seems a bit self-centered, but on the part of her friend only spending 30 minutes, I honestly feel for her. I have myself experienced my best friend getting a boyfriend and just forgetting about our relationship. When we did meet up, instead of conversing it was her rambling about her boyfriend telling me that she wished he was there with us it hurts knowing that years of friendship are only worth 30 minutes that's pretty hard and pretty realistic it shows you how deep this webtoon is and is going to get right yeah as a first episode Mm -hmm. yeah it really leads you to think that it's gonna go to lots of really cool places Mm -hmm. i mean that's so real i i can confidently say that i have lost friends over boyfriends like a boyfriend comes into the picture the dynamic changes and then you just don't have a friend anymore and maybe i've been that person to other people because of you mm-hmm. <laughs> i might have been mm-hmm. i've been you know especially once you get engaged and once you get married things change but yeah great start to edith and i've read i think i read like 10 episodes back when it was in discover it is so good i think it became one of my favorite webtoons very quickly because it's so realistic and and I could see it as a TV show. So thank you, Josh, for being with us. Yeah, uh, my pleasure. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. I was very nervous, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> this isn't what he sounds like, you guys, in regular life. But maybe this isn't how I sound in regular life either. But he did a great job. He's fantastic. And now we can move on to our next webtoon. Freaking Romance, episode 17. Zelen asks Zilith why she's prepared to pepper spray him and exit the apartment. He's giving her anime villain vibes, which she is totally into, um, because you know what? She's Zilith, and that's something she's into. (laughs) So Zelen catches on that he's being creepy, and he's being scary, and he's making Zilith and the fandom me included, feel like he might not be trustworthy. So he does this thing where he adjusts the lighting and he tries to be less confrontational. Um, Zilith brings up the missing girl who used to live in the apartment before. And I am so glad she did because a lot of us have been wondering about that. And Zelen is surprised or, um, you know, he acts surprised. We don't know if he's genuinely feeling something or just acting like he's feeling that way. But he acts surprised, you know, to find out about the missing girl. But it's hard to trust what's real about him because he pretended not to know that Zilith was in the apartment with him before when he totally knew she was there. So Zelen can tell that she does not trust him. She trusts him as far as she can throw him, and Zilith does not look strong enough to throw him very far. Um, so he tells her, take out your pepper spray, and she does, and he puts out his hand, and he tells her to touch him, make him disappear, and he will know to never contact her again. And after a few cute moments, um, you know, grabbing the arm and everything, Zilith decides that she needs to talk to Zelen more before she makes any decisions. And Zelen ends the episode by saying he thinks he knows a way to prove his innocence when it comes to that missing girl, which I was surprised. I didn't know he was going to say something like that because it makes me even more suspicious. I can't give him a break. He scares me now, but I love him and I still ship them together. But you know, he's a little sneaky. 
So here's what um, Mari Chat commented. Holy heck, Zelen can change personalities faster than I can eat food. <laughs> that comment is absolutely right. Zelen is a fast-changing personality type of person. Um, he seemed a little guilty when she accused him. Speak of the word cinnamon roll. It came up in this episode as well. Um, she's like, you're not that cinnamon roll that you pretend to be. I thought that's who you were. You know, you are who you are when no one's watching. How you behave in private is who you really are. And I thought you were a cinnamon roll, but you were just pretending to be. And we see like the back of Zelen in that moment. Totally made me think that he felt guilty. And he's like, yeah, I was pretending to be cinnamon roll, but that's not who I am. Uh, Kiwi commented, Zillith fangirling is us, period. Absolutely. We are Zillith. Zillith is us. She is our guide and introduction to this entire world. I think the author, Snail Lords, he does a great job of staying on top of what the fans are thinking and what we're guessing. Um, that's a good sign from a creator that the story, it's, it's going to you know continue to twist and turn. And I think it's going to even surprise us more than it already has. So I am super excited to see what Zillin and Zillith do next. And I'm also excited to find out, you know, she's going to enter a webtoon contest, right? Basically, she was making a contest submission called Freaking Romance. I am so ready to see what happens with that. Actively praying and sending good thoughts to the author of Freaking Romance, Snail Lords, because his hand... His hand acts up sometimes. So always hoping for more episodes, but if not, sending our support. Last but certainly not least is Siren's Lament, episode 131. Well, you guys, we figured out how Ian, also known as Kai, got that scar on his eyebrow. I mean, we're still in Ian's past, and the husband of Amilla, the woman that looks like Lyra, cut him with a jagged broken bottle. And that's where that little, you know, little bald spot in his eyebrow comes from. I thought that was just something, you know, it's cool to see that it had a backstory. I didn't think it was something that would ever get a backstory, but here we are. He's um, furious and feels like Ian is responsible, but Ian has no idea where Amilla is. Um, he goes looking for her. He ends up standing in the ocean, a flash of lightning, and then bam, he's a siren and his memory's gone. And then we're back in the present. Ian accuses Aaliyah of using the curse of the siren to, you know, become immortal. Uh, he's very real with Aaliyah, which irritates Krim, who's like, you cannot insult the Poseidon. And uh, Ian flips him off. It's a very Ian moment, and I loved it, um, though I'm usually not like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. But in this moment, I was backing Ian up. I thought that was the right response to Krim, who's just been so annoying this entire series. I love it. I love how true to Ian that moment was. Great job. Um, so Ian starts thinking that maybe Amilla and Aaliyah are sisters and Lyra is a in reincarnation of her. Um, that's been my theory for a while now, but Ian doesn't remember her having a sister. And Aaliyah notices that he wants to find out who Lyra really is. And since those two have the same objective, that she should team up with him. And she touches his chest and does something to Ian that, you know, I don't even know what she's doing to him, but it seemed really scary. And then we flash to Lyra, who's waking up in the shop from a dream and she sees Sean and it's like, ooh, what's going on? Good cliffhanger. 
Lady Elf commented, Aaliyah is all chasing the theory that Lyra is her sister until Granny shows up and says in Darth Vader tones, no, Aaliyah, I am your sister. As for reasons why I believe this, Pinky said she didn't recognize Lyra, only her aura and the necklace, both of which originally came from the Grammy. Amilla isn't related to Aaliyah at all, nor is her reincarnation actually involved. That's a good theory. I think everyone has conflicting theories right now. Um, so I am your sister. Okay, so they're saying that Granny, the Grammy, they said Granny and Grammy. They're saying that Grammy is um, truly the sister of Aaliyah after all. And I don't know. I still I still think reincarnation is possible. I don't know, though. That means I'm siding with Aaliyah because Aaliyah thinks it's a reincarnation situation. But I feel like she's wrong. So then I'm wrong. Um, Manson 25 commented, yo, what if Lyra's dad is Krim and that's how he got the necklace? What a twist that would be. <laughs> Lyra's dad is like such a jerk if he's Krim, <laughs> but I would be, I would not be terribly surprised because Aaliyah turned out to be the Poseidon and that's a big twist. So big twists are possible. Don't give up believing Manson 25. Um, anonymous commented, oh no, she's turning Ian into her servant. I don't want her to, I don't want him to be like Krim. That's actually a theory that I'm afraid of right now. And I feel like it's very possible that that's what's happening. Maybe she's like doing some kind of mind control situation where he becomes loyal to her or I don't know, something to make him submissive because she just said that they should team up because they both have the same motive of trying to find out who Lyra is really is and what her background really is. So I'm nervous. I'm nervous um, because I care about Ian much more than I thought I ever would, which is, uh, it just shows how good of a writer and creator Instant Miso is. All the characters have such, such depth. You know, I know Sean and his whole family and then Lyra and, and now I really, I have always cared about Ian, but now it's like, I feel for him. He's getting tortured here. And his past is pretty sad. So we'll see what happens in Siren's Lament. We're really getting to this part of the series where there are a lot of twists and turns. And so I'm super, super excited. And now I would like to introduce you to a new segment of the Girl Wonder podcast that I am calling hashtag Girl Wonder. So if you use that hashtag on Twitter or Instagram, you could be in next week's hashtag Girl Wonder segment where we just talk about, you know, what's going on in these webtoons. If you agree or disagree with something on the podcast, you can tweet it with the hashtag hashtag girl wonder and I'll be able to find it on Twitter or Instagram. So if you want your comments, your questions, your theories addressed on the podcast, go ahead and use that hashtag and we will chat about it next week in our hashtag girl wonder segment. We're now reaching the end of the podcast where we talk about the question of the week. Last week, I asked the question about Let's Play. How do you think Marshall will rate the game the second time around? And I got a response from Peace on the Shore who said, I think he'll give it a good rating. From the first episode, Marshall was coming at it like a fight and conquer game rather than a puzzle game, which is why he got so frustrated. From the recent episode, though, things aren't looking too good. Although he knows it's a puzzle game, he's not really approaching it that way. But with time and the longer he plays, I think he'll enjoy the game and help improve the rating of it. 
I thought that was such a lovely response. I received that through my DMs on Instagram, which is one way to reach me. Thank you, peace on the shore. And now this week's question of the week. Who do you think Lyra really is? From Siren's Lament, is she a reincarnation? Is she the daughter of a siren? Who is she and who is she related to? Email me at girlwondersquad at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Instagram through my DMs or Twitter at um, Girl Wonder Podcast on Instagram and podcast underscore wonder on Twitter. And, um, you know, answer the question. Use hashtag girl wonder if you feel so inclined. It is helpful to know where you guys stand so I can continue to shape and mold this podcast into something that's fun and fulfilling for all of us. So please don't be shy. Reach out. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Wonder. We currently have no sponsors, so here's a joke instead. Did you hear about the claustrophobic astronaut? He just needed a little space. (laughs) Thank you again for listening. New episodes of Girl Wonder are uploaded on Tuesdays. I'm Joe Rochelle, and we'll talk again next week. Bye. Bye.